Thank you. Hey, let's turn over to Luke chapter 17. So again, happy Thanksgiving. It's great to be with the family this morning. And uh, hopefully we've, we've all been reminded of things we're thankful for, <clears throat> the ways that God has blessed us uh, abundantly and given us so many blessings. Um, and we've been able to just uh, really just remember him and, 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 and kind of go back to him because that's kind of what this passage is about in Luke 17 is, is <clears throat> that ever sort of present need to return and to go back to God yeah. and to look to God as the giver of all good things. And, uh, it's interesting in this, in this passage because we'll see, we'll see a kind of a, an example of some of our tendencies and, and, uh, we'll get a chance to learn, um, just get a chance to learn about gratitude and learn about God's, God's, uh, God's part in all that. But, um, I wanted just to read through this passage as a, as a, as a sort of a, you know, to set our minds for communion. Um, and I want us just to kind of listen to the passage and, and then we'll get a chance to share about what stands out to us and some of the things we're learning. And we'll get a chance to kind of discuss a little bit what, uh, what God's sort of doing in our heart and soul and mind as, um, as we're reading through this. And because there's such power in that, there's such power in just listening to God <clears throat> and then talking about what we're hearing and then, and then thinking through ways that we can put some things into practice. And, uh, and so I know that the class this morning, Peter's class went through the, you know, how to read the Bible for all it's worth. And we're focusing on the gospels and the gospels tend to be, you know, eyewitness accounts of stuff that Jesus did things that he taught, how he lived, what he said to others. And there's such a life to it. It's not sort of a journalistic sort of listening of, of actions, but there's, but the spirits in there and it's living and it's active. And so there's something for all of us in this passage this morning. If we'll just take a moment to listen and to in the spirit, really try to capture for ourselves personally and for us as a community as to, uh, you know, how to put these things into practice and how to really hear what God is saying to us. And so let's just read through this, and then um, let's talk. You guys ready? So it's Luke 17, verse 11. Oh, and, and yeah. Okay, so verse 11 says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. 
So I often kind of talk about, you know, when we're reading through these passages, I know we underline, I know sometimes we star or we circle and make a note. And it seems to me that sometimes the, the, pa- the, the words on the page kind of glow. Some of the words on the page kind of glow and kind of mm. stand out, you know, as to, um, uh, you know, some that, that, hey, that one's for me. That one's trying to get my attention. And is there anything here that kind of stands out to you? Any thoughts that kind of jump off the page as, uh, as we're reading through this? Yeah, Rob. Um, I was thinking that it was uh, mentioned that it was as they go. So I kind of, I almost kind of wonder here if these guys were, you know, if they were not feeling super faithful, if there is a difference in the level of faith each one of them had, like maybe if one of them peeled off early and said, this is dumb, nothing's going to happen. You know, whereas the other ones kept walking and, you know, maybe with the same questions in mind, but they, they mm. followed through and, and worked it out through possibly even their doubt. Cause it appears that they were healed by the time they got to the priests. I don't know that there was anything that the priests had to do by that point. True. I think it's kind of an interesting connection to faith that he makes here. Jesus does kind of in the end of the passage. That's great. Yeah, Peter. Well, the thing that really caught my eye this morning was the setup for he was a Samaritan. Mm-hmm. He really, he, you know, he says he was healed. He went to the priest and all along, I think I like probably the, the guys who heard this first were thinking, oh, he's Jewish priest mm-hmm. and how Jesus was healing everybody and really had a heart for the people that were the outcasts. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's easy, it's easy for some of these things just to kind of look past them, but that's, it's powerful. Yeah, Shelby. I was thinking about the fact that he was a foreigner and that might have made him more willing to go back to Jesus mm-hmm. because he probably knew what it felt to be like rejected at the temple and rejected by other people that he mm-hmm. knew something was special about Jesus. So like mm-hmm. his wow. outcastness brought him maybe back to Jesus more readily than other people um, because he just knew how special Jesus was and maybe they didn't realize the specialness of it as much. I love that. That is, that is, that's great. I love that. You mean he kind of didn't take it for granted as much kind of thing or he didn't was, you say it was more in the sense that it was, it was more of a miracle for him or, or that kind of thing. Chandra. I um I was sort of like what Rob was talking about about how it it points out that as they went they were clean. Like Jesus doesn't say I heal you. He just says go show yourselves to the priest and as they went they were cleansed. And I can sometimes feel like well if I had the opportunity to actually be with Jesus, if I had seen him, if he had touched me, mm. but at the end he says it's your faith that made you well. It's your faith that healed you and not like he did, but it wasn't him laying his hands on them or him speaking a word that healed them. It was their faith that healed Mm -hmm. them. And so I don't have to actually see Jesus face to face. I don't have to have him put his hands on me for me to be healed um, or for me to change or for me to overcome. Um, but that that can happen just through my faith in him. 
Mm. Yeah, it's really powerful. It wasn't like, yeah, there wasn't, it, it, yeah, he really kind of puts the, puts it back on, on this man's faith as to what was the, sort of the, the power behind the healing. And, uh, as compared to some kind of, you know, magic trick that he did or some dramatic healing that he did. And that's really true. That's great. Jess. Um, I was going to say what really struck me is when they were healed and when no one came back to praise God, God didn't rescind his miracle. Mm. (laughs) Sometimes it makes me think like, Oh, if I was more righteous or if I blah, blah, like things would be answered for me, but that it's not really about who I am as a person. It's about God's mercy and his compassion Mm. on me to grant that. And God doesn't need to be told to do a blessing for somebody. He just does it because he wants to. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) That's really true. They're like rescinding it. Like, okay, you didn't come back to thank me or praise me. So Mm -hmm. I'm taking it away. It's, it's not really, it's, you know, there's no indication of that. Whereas sometimes I can be afraid of that. Like God's going to take it away if I'm not, if I don't, you know, respond this, this, and this way. Um, that's powerful. I was going to say going off on what, even what both, um, that's why I like family devotional style here (laughs) going off of both what Chandra and Jeff said is that to me, the fulfillment came from him going back and saying, thank you. It's like, yes, he was healed, but there was a deeper like life to the full richness that came Mm. because, because we keep not taking God for granted and going back to thank him and going back to praise him. And then, I was thinking about what Chandra had said about how obedience just always seems to have a miracle with it throughout the scriptures. Like just take him at his word. I don't have to have to see him, but I have to, if I take him at his word, God does something really magical. So that really hit me. Hey, Euro. Hey, yeah. uh, What stood out to me was, uh, was that he like kind of what Jesse was saying, he didn't rescind the 10 or the other nine blessings, it always reminds me of kind of giving money to the poor. It's like, well, what are they going to do with it? And it mm. doesn't matter to Jesus what they did with it. He asked, but he's just like, your faith is healed. You keep going. But there was no mention of the other nine kind of in this feeling of, well, I guess I shouldn't have healed them. I shouldn't have done for them what I did because they didn't really appreciate it. Or mm. they squandered their gift. They squandered the money I gave them. Uh, that just wasn't his heart at all. And it always, like, this is just one of the many examples where, like, as, especially as Jesse was speaking, kind of just was like, yep, this is another one of those examples where I constantly fall into this trap of, I have to know what their intentions are, uh, in order to do something for them. But that was never Jesus' heart. Mm. Mm. So true. So true. That's great. That's great. Anybody else? Yeah, Jeanette? I think the thing that stood out to me was the other nine. And just sometimes we can get in our heart, I can, that it's just normal when God shows up and does something. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to go back and be grateful. I don't mm-hmm. have to. I mean, he made a big deal of it. He comes back and says he's he's praising God in a loud voice and he throws himself at his feet. <laughs> right. You know mm-hmm. that he really 
was grateful and nobody was going to stop him from showing his emotions there. Mm -hmm. And just reminds me that I need to be aware when -hmm. God answers prayers, um, answers desires Mm -hmm. and um, make it a big deal. You know, Mm -hmm. when we get something we really want, it should be um, an outpouring of, of um, our gratitude and not like the other night. It's like, Okay, what do you do? Now I get on with my life, you know? Right. And it wasn't, maybe they were grateful, but they didn't show it to God. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's great. That's great. Ram. One more thought here. Sorry to believe. No, go for it. I was reading this morning about, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. He was an Aramean, the commander of the army of Arameans. And uh, regarding going to see Elisha for his leprosy. Yeah. Once, Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. Yes. And uh, once he, once he got there, the guy's like, yeah, just go dip yourself in the dirty river out back. He's like, what? You know, I traveled, you know, a thousand miles or whatever it was, you know, to get mm-hmm. here. And, and I could have just done that back home in the clean rivers. Like, this is stupid. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And then his servant had the, the wisdom to say, well, if he had told you to do like some amazing feat, mm-hmm. wouldn't you have done that? Like, I think a lot of times we want to tack on the, the human amazingness piece of this, of the significance. We want it to be bigger. You know, we were laughing because of, uh, with Keegan's baptism last week, we had some of the single brothers in the, in my past. I still laugh about it, about the skydiving baptism. <laughs> and it's because we were adding, like, we want to make this like this epic thing, you know, like just amazing, like very unique, you know, and, you know, cliff diving baptism or whatever. And it's, you know, it's kind of stupid, but at the same time, it illustrates the point that sometimes we want it to be mm. like Jesus makes it maybe simple. And we're like, that's, that's way too simple of an answer. There's got to be a lot more to that. And right. we want it to be bigger. We want it to be cooler or just right. something Shiny. shinier. So true. So true. That's a great point. I just think it's powerful that Jesus puts the responsibility of healing on those being healed, um, in a sense, taking, mm. taking a, a social, well, he's telling them to break quarantine is what he's doing. He's saying, go to the priests <laughs> and the priests are the ones who are like, wait a minute, you're breaking quarantine. What are you doing showing up here with leprosy? And I think mm. Jesus is, is he's, he's calling his, um, his almighty power, uh, to the forefront by having these men show up to the, to the priests. And it's, it just kind of, it makes sense to, for him to, to not just say you're healed because of all the different implications that this means for, for the people in that day. It's a great point. Great point. Anybody else? Yeah. It, it, it's interesting to me that, that Jesus sort of sews into the fabric of this, uh, of this miracle, sort of that here in practice thing where he's saying <clears throat> to those who had believed him, you know, it's like Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you're really my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's interesting to me that they called out to him, Jesus master, have pity on us. But then he kind of combined a promise but also a practice, like he called them to go and do something. And he called them to go and 
and on their way, it says, you know, that when they were on their way, they were cleansed. And I think that's so often how, how it happens, you know, in our lives that, that we don't necessarily get the full healing sort of in, in the moment, but as we go on our way and put things into practice, then we come to know the truth and it's the truth. And it's all that comes with that and the knowing of it that sort of sets us free to that next place. And I just think it's kind of interesting how he combines those, those, the, the truth and the practice, you know, of, of it. Um, let me ask you this. Why do you think these other nine didn't come back? Why, why did they not come back? You think? Yeah, Steve. Well, I was wondering that myself, like, it doesn't say, uh, you know, you, I was wondering, like, maybe the nine actually went all the way to the priests, like Jesus had commanded them to do. I don't know. Like, or maybe they were just healed and they're like, oh, I'm good now. I, this is what I wanted from that holy man. And now I have it. And they went on with their lives. And, mm. and I just thinking about my life, like so often, you know, I, I, pray for things and so often God gives them to me and I'm just like awesome okay (laughs) what's next like and I move on to the next thing without really many times just bowing down to God and saying thank you God so much for this great blessing and gift it's sad to say I think it's human nature for us to kind of when we get what we want we're like looking for the next thing yeah it's so true so true. It's a great point. Yeah, Brenda. I, I just think that, you know, when Steve was talking, the word entitlement um, came into my mind. And I think, one, as Americans, we can really feel entitled uh, right. and feel like, yeah, of course you would do this, you know, like have pity on us. Um, and I, I'm just, I, I'm just a the one that came back. Because I kind of picture him as a guy who just sort of sees the wonder and awe of God and all the little things in life, mm-hmm. not just in this big miracle. And um, I was thinking about all these little things that happen through the day um, and just having those eyes of seeing God um, in all so things, true. just in the in the healing. Mm-hmm. That's really true. I, so true. I, I think for me, um, you know, this was a disease that kept people from their families, obviously, right? Like they were quarantined. And like, if I hadn't been able to see Katie or the rest of my family for months or years, and leprosy was a death sentence. And then I was magically healed. I, I don't know if I'd go back to that, to that hippie at the front gate that has told me to go heal myself. I think I'd run home and see Katie and my parents and my family and friends and be like, guys, look. I'm not going to die. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily see it as a lack of gratitude. I see it as like a, an overwhelming of joy almost. Yeah, it's really true. Like maybe there, maybe it wasn't bad motives. Maybe it was just kind of seemed like the, the right thing to do, you know, after they're healed of their leprosy, you know, that list could be pretty long as to the things that would seem natural or right to do. Once you're healed. Mm. That's really true. Yeah. I was thinking how in my other, my Bible downstairs, I wrote down in verse 17, when Jesus asked, 
where are the other nine? I just put, where's Sue? <laughs> like, and I kind of pictured mm-hmm. that Jesus is not saying that to like condemn me. He's like, Sue, where, where are you? I'm trying to give you some good stuff right here. Like, why don't you come back mm-hmm. and kind of having that spirit, like how I saw God today, every day, like that every day can be a return, a coming back. And I was just thinking about prodigal son. I was thinking about the word repentance, like, like that's a gift, repentance, like turning back and just, um, but it hit me. I was like, where's Sue? It's kind of like from the garden on. It's like, so where are you? Where are you guys? Mm. And just mostly he's saying that because he's like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the good stuff. I want you to kind of come to the fountain of life to fill you up. But where, where, where are you? And, um, and again, not in a condemning way, but more in a way like mm. when you praise me and you come back to me, you're, you're going to get filled up with the, with the good stuff. And that, that's what hit me a lot. Yeah, Jess. Yeah, just think about what Sue said. It just makes me think of how like emotional God is. And he's not just like this mm-hmm. stoic figure that sits in the cloud just granting blessings. Like it's true. I just think when he thinks of these people with leprosy, he saw them, pitied them, felt like their life is in despair. This is not an existence to live. And how exciting would it have been if all of them came back and God got to rejoice with them? because he truly knew the suffering that they were going through. Mm. And I don't think it was like a, where's the nine shame on you. But like, I (laughs) saw where you were at. Like, I'm a part of your life. I'm a part of you. I would love to like rejoice with you, be excited for you. Tell me what you're going to do with this new gift. Like I'm excited for that. And I think sometimes Mm. when we don't praise God, we can rob him of those sweet moments Mm, that's such a great point and can like you say again so that's, that's a cool jesse quote right there we don't praise god we can rob him of these sweet moments that we get to share with him that's like yeah he's a dad that's like what dads want to do <laughs> they want to party rob him of the special moments though that's so true you know one of the things that struck us a lot in burlington is so many here work in some form of service and, um, you know, whether it's teaching or, you know, healthcare. And I was struck the other day <clears throat> with Kenzie because she got a, she got a note back from one of, I know, kind of a young teen that she was caring for. And it was basically this thank you note. Mm-hmm. And it was ex- just expressing this, this young woman, this young girl was expressing her gratitude to Kenzie for caring for her. And just how deep it was. It was just, it was a simple thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, but it was, but Kenzie hasn't gotten a lot of those, you know, even as a, even as a nurse in a, mm-hmm. you know, a trauma rehab, um, part of the, part of the hospital. And it's not that she holds that against anyone, but it's, but it just was so meaningful mm-hmm. and so, so touching. And I, and it, and I'd just like for us to think for a moment about how we feel when someone just comes back and says, thank you, mm. you know, whether it's whoever it is in whatever situation. And when someone comes back with an enthusiastic, you know, thank you for what you've done for me, mm. like what that does to us, what that does to our hearts and how much that means to us. And I think it kind of speaks, Jesse, to what you're saying that, that, that we're made in the image of God. And so, so many of the ways that we're wired. We're wired that way because of our creator and our creator is a lot like us. 
And I think it's just interesting how God is so thrilled with, with mm-hmm. gratitude and God just, I don't know, somehow there seems like there's a special blessing when we just mm-hmm. take a few, few moments just to go back and say, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. And acknowledge and connect because there is kind of a special connection there, isn't there? Like this, this man that comes back to Jesus, there's, there's a deeper bond mm-hmm. than just sort of the blessing. There's a deeper connection relationally because there's been an, a, an exchange, you know, there's been a heart that's been shared from, from, from both sides. And, uh, and so there's a, there's a deeper sense of meaning to the miracle and to this, uh, this connection than there would have been. Um, I wanted us just to take a few minutes to kind of go back and just say thanks to, to Jesus, say thanks to God for what he's meant to us, especially as we're preparing to take communion. Well, if you had a chance to go back to Jesus and just say, thank you, what would you thank him for? What would be kind of, what would be kind of on the, on the forefront of your heart or top of mind as you're going back to, to Jesus to say, thanks. Yeah, Maria. I would thank Jesus that I know about him. And so all my worries and all my, when things are way over my head, I'm like, okay, that just goes to, goes to Jesus, goes to Jesus. Mm. And so I can live a much more peaceful life knowing that the burden is not on me. Mm. That's what I'm very grateful for is knowing him, especially at this time mm. <laughs> in our lives. Awesome. That is awesome. That's great. Yes, yeah, Steve. I mean, I, I think back to 91 when I, I was, I was seeking for something, you know, I, I was like mm. fresh out of college and I was like, what's the meaning of life? I was buying book after book after book on mm. meditation and, and every religion that you could possibly be. And, and I don't even know if I was praying about it at the time. I wasn't sure if I believed in God, but I wanted, I was, I was seeking a reason. And, and, um, I just remember I was managing a store and this young uh, black kid from Africa came in and applied for a job. And he, and, and he was, you know, a Christian in the church and he was bringing his Bible to work. And I just think like God had a plan. Mm. Like by sending this person into my store to apply for a job to like reach me as I was seeking him. And I'm so grateful uh, to God and Jesus for doing that. Changed my life. Love it. So true. So true. Yeah, Brie. Sorry, I don't know how to use an iPad. Uh, I was just thinking with, um, with, you know, the faith that I walk with God every day, all of that comes from someone being willing to talk to me about God, someone being willing to talk to my parents about God, being, you know, born into a house where my parents are disciples. I, I'm like, how, what what grace it is that I was born and someone decided to talk to me about God, like that I was born into a, a family that someone, you know, and then obviously part of my parents' story, just people going going up to them and, and where they were in life. And so I, I just see that as such grace that people were willing to open their mouths, you know, and, and how many thousands of people have been 
have been affected by all, like everyone on here just said someone was willing to open their mouth, but I just like, man, I, I didn't do anything. I was just there, you know, I was just, I just existed and someone decided to, to share with me. So I feel really grateful for that. Cause that's obviously a daily, a daily benefit, you know? Mm. That's great. That's great. Anything else? I know for me, it's, I think the thing I'm always amazed by and just, just grateful for is just Jesus. I love that passage in the Psalms where it says that God is strong and that God is loving. And I just feel, I, I just need that so often. I need Jesus' guidance, his strength and his love in my life. And he has been such a faithful big brother to me and, and guide and, Lord and master and Messiah and inspiration. And I just find so much strength in going in, in, in his initi- initiative to say, Hey, Steve, let's do this together. And, uh, I just, I just find that so comforting and so inspiring and, uh, that he, that he wants to sort of take me under his wing or he wants to do this. He wants to partner up on this and he's patient with me and he's, He's gentle, he's strong, he's loving, he's, he's powerful, he's, he's humble. And uh, I just find so much, so much strength in that. And so if I could go back to him, I think somehow I'd try to find a way to express that and just saying thank you for being that for me in so many different scenarios. Anybody else? Yeah, Brenda. Steve doing the control, so. Um, (laughs) I think of um, Matthew 18, where it talks about, um, you know, if the shepherd had um, 100 sheep and one of them wandered away, wouldn't he leave the 99 to go get the one? And I'm just grateful to Jesus that he left the 99 to come find me because I had wandered Mm -hmm. off. And not only for salvation, for relationship with him. But I just remember reading that the first time because all of a sudden for the first time in my life, I had value. Mm-hmm. And that was so monumental to me that I meant so much to someone that they would leave everything to come find me. And so I am eternally grateful for that. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that's, that's really what communion is all about. I, I love that verse in in uh, Philippians chapter four, where Paul is in prison and he's in some dungeon somewhere. And, and he, he could have been complaining. He could have been focusing on all his, all, all his difficulties, but Philippians is such a, is such a book of joy. <clears throat> and what he says in Philippians four, he says, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll say it again. Rejoice. Uh, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And I think, you know, as we go through our life's, life's ups and downs and struggles and difficulties, as we experience leprosy or, you know, the different, the different, uh, challenges that we're facing in our lives, that there is always a reason to rejoice because Jesus has come. And a light has dawned in the darkness and there is hope not only for this life, but for eternity. 
And Jesus gives us that hope and, and Jesus does advocate for us. And D- Jesus does inspire our faith that makes all the difference. Mm. And, <clears throat> but it's something that we need to be reminded of that we can go back to him and thank him. And I think that's a big reason for communion is because, is because if it wasn't for communion, kind of every week, kind of taking the bread and remembering his body and drinking the juice and remembering his blood, we might go for, for months or years without really taking the time to just go back and say thank you mm-hmm. and just go back and acknowledge the, the healing and the blessings. And I don't know where, where you are this Thanksgiving, if you're kind of filled with a sense of awe in terms of the, the blessings that you've gotten, or if you're maybe, maybe this has been a challenging Thanksgiving, you know, in terms of it's been more of a reminder of, of other things. And, <clears throat> and that's okay because the Lord is near mm-hmm. and the Lord can relate with our, our, uh, good times and our difficult times. And the Lord's blessing is still available for us, his promises, uh, for eternity and his promises of, of salvation and reconciliation and, and, um, and help in time of need. And so let's, let's, let's be the one this morning, you know, in our communion and let's go back and let's praise God for all that he is. Let's, let's thank Jesus for all that he's done and all the ways that he has sacrificed for us and loved us and given to us and served us. Mm. And let's just acknowledge it. And let's feel that sense of a deeper bond that we're building with God, even as we go through with him in our good times and our difficult times. Mm. And, um, but I think Jesus would be pleased with that Mm. as we just go back and take a simple time this morning in our communion, as we take the bread and the juice and say, thanks. So let's pray together and let's, uh, let's spend some meaningful time in communion together. Mm. And, um, and, uh, and then we'll come back for just a, a little bit more time together, sing a song <clears throat> and, um, and then go and enjoy our, our, our Sunday filled with, filled with gratitude. But Nick, would you mind praying for us? Yeah, I would love to. <clears throat> Father. Thank you so much that uh, we have family all over the world. <clears throat> it is cool just getting a chance to log on to the Burlington Church service every once in a while and get a chance to uh, feel so connected to everybody just because we because uh, we all love you and because we all get our identity from you. And we're all family. Um, we know we trust each other on a deep level um, just because we know um, who we walk with. And we thank you so much just that uh, Jesus binds us all together in that way. Father, we want to, uh, we want to have the same sort of heart that this, that this leper has. Um, God, I'm amazed all the times in the past in, in the scriptures where it says that people fell at your feet or <clears throat> when it's talking about your feet and just how, uh, so many people got fell at your feet with gratitude, with mm. desperation, with, uh, with just wanting to, wanting to know you, uh, wanting to, uh, walk with you, uh, wanting to be strengthened by you and wanting, yeah, just to give thanks to you. <clears throat> yeah, we, we want to do the same thing where we get a chance to, um, follow your feet and bow before you and just say, and just say thank you. God, you have saved us from so much. You have saved us from, uh, our past. You've saved us from our future, Scott, of where we could go because we, now we know the, the way, we know the truth, we know the life. God, we, um, 
we're able to have light in a dark place. Uh, we're able to have truth in a world that, um, it's so hard to know what's real and what's true. God, we, uh, we are so grateful to walk with you. Thank you for even just your, uh, the practice, God, that you set up of getting a chance to take communion every week, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and remember Jesus every week. I, I love that so much of the things that you set up are just that we can remember you because it is so easy for us to forget, you know, and mm-hmm. even those nine lepers, God, to me, the <clears throat> idea of distraction, just kind of getting distracted by even the great things in life, um, mm-hmm. but also the hard things in life and just the daily things that come, uh, in life. God, we know that it's so easy to get distracted from. Uh, all the ways that you've taken care of us and the ways that you are near to us. And so we pray, God, that even in this time, as we stop and just kind of be still for a moment and take uh, the cup mm-hmm. and take the bread, that we would be reminded of who you are and your sacrifice and your life. And, uh, and the fact that you still reign as king and we get to we get to still walk with you uh, every day as if you were mm-hmm. uh, here in the flesh with us. And so, God, we just want to say thank you so much. Uh, we pray for our world. We pray for, uh, we pray that so many around the world would get a chance to know you and we get a chance to be healed by you and uh, get a chance to thank you, God, and that they would have this kind of relationship. We are so lucky and so blessed to have that. But God, uh, thank you for all you've given us. Uh, thank you, especially for your son. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Nick.